Let's do it. This is Buccaneers Total Access, Total Access. with head coach Bruce Arians. Todd ball of the 25, 20, 15, 10, Mike Evans, touchdown Tampa Bay. Brought to you by Advent Health. With award-winning care and a network of convenient locations, Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. Fire the cannons. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips and head coach Bruce Arians. Welcome into week two of the Bruce Arians Show. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. And always fun to do one of these after a win. So first of all, congratulations, coach. What an exciting win for you guys, especially to open up uh, at home that way. So first, I just I wanted to hear how much this game meant to the team and, and what sort of the morale was like afterward, the attitude was like, just what this did for the team overall. Yeah, it was, it was fun. It was great. You know, it's always great to win home, especially a division game. Uh, so it was it was exactly what we needed. Our defense played outstanding. Uh, offense was good enough. Special teams was really really good, and uh, it was a nice team victory. I feel like uh, yeah, there's so much we can go into. I wanted to start with the offensive side a little bit. We'll get into the defense a little bit later. And um, Leonard Fournette, I mean, man, uh, coming on strong there and two touchdowns, some big carries when you guys needed it in the fourth quarter. Uh, first of all, can you just take us through those those two touchdowns that he had? Yeah, the first one was uh, after a great reception by him. You know, it was, it was a situation. We put a play in for him uh, down in the red zone, uh, and he made a great play, good throw by Tom, got it down. I thought he scored. Uh, we went with a little bit of hurry up, and, and he knocked it in. Really good job by the right side of the offensive line. Tristan and, and Cap really did a good job, as, and the tight ends too, in knocking that one in. And then, I mean, such a bigger role for him this week. We had talked a little bit last week about how, of course, he was still learning the offense, getting adjusted, and, and we didn't really know what it was going to look like moving forward of how involved he would be. So um, is, does it stand to reason that with how much he was involved this week that you felt a lot more comfortable with his familiarity with the team and the playbook? Yeah, and, and you know, we don't change a lot of things uh, week to week. Uh, so our guys uh, can get better and better. Uh, his role increased. Uh, um Basically, I thought all, all three of our backs played well. Uh, then Shady made some great third down catches and got first downs for us. Rojo had a great run on the on a touchdown run uh, with that stiff arm going around the corner. So, and it was his turn in the fourth quarter. So it's great to have a guy that good to come bring in the fourth quarter with fresh legs. Yeah, I mean that's got to be the the benefit of having three guys that you really believe in. And would would this game be how you would ideally like to see them used? I mean, you have Rojo starting out a little bit more of the workhorse early on. You mentioned Leonard Fournette, you know, coming in fresh a little bit later. Shady getting a lot of those third down type catches. Is this really sort of your ideal vision for that group? Yeah, it's a really good group. They're all pulling for each other. They're you know, uh, each guy would like to have a player or two back from that game. Uh, uh, there, there's still a lot of room for improvement, and uh, and that's a good thing. Winning and still seeing that we can we can get a lot better. And what did happen on that Rojo fumble? Uh, it was a combination between uh, him getting his elbow up high enough and Tom faking and then getting the ball in. He was a little he got to have a little more patience on that draw play. And then I know that you you mentioned the, the you know we talked about the one drop that Lashawn had. Um, just overall. What did you feel like caused that? I know there were just a few drops all the way around um, for the offense in this game. Was was the wind a factor? You know, what what was kind of going on with that? I think the wind affected uh, Cyril's drop, but uh, the rest of them, Shady's going to catch that ball nine out of ten times. I think it just, you know, that first one and uh, made a great play getting open. Tom made a great throw. we got to make those plays. So I haven't seen Scotty drop many balls in camp, and he drops an easy touchdown. So we dropped about seven balls in this game. That's something we got to correct. 
And how does a windy game like that affect the game plan or the way you guys do things? Is it just, hey, we got to make sure we're executing more? Or do you make some adjustments on the types of plays that you run or things you ask people to do? Well, it really depends on how much it affects the ball in air and uh, and throwing the ball for the quarterback. And in our stadium, it always swirls. It really never affects the ball that much as far as throwing it. It might move it a little bit. Uh, but uh, it's just, it's just concentration. Uh, when the ball's going to move a little bit, you got to be you have, your concentration level has to be even better. And Mike Evans, a touchdown, more than 100 yards. Uh, how much of this was his health, and how much of this was just that much more time getting on the same page with Brady and the offense overall? I think a combination of those two. He was a lot healthier. Um, they they play they single covered him a few times. Tom saw it, got him the ball. Uh, so it was a good combination of both of those. I thought it was a really great throw, Mike getting down the middle, and excellent throw by Tom over the linebacker's reach uh, to hit that 50-yarder down the middle. And that touchdown for Mike came right after a turnover. And, um, man, I mean, f- multiple turnovers for you guys in that game. And then not only were you able to force that many turnovers, but you were able to capitalize on them with plays like Mike's touchdown. How important is it not only to get the touchdowns or to get the turnovers, but to then be able to capitalize on them offensively? Yeah, it's huge, especially when you can do it in one play. And, uh, you know, we, we made, made Mike did a double move. Tom made a great pump fake. And, boy, was that a great placement on that ball uh, for the touchdown as soon as he got the DB's backs turned. You know, we went for the same thing, and we threw an interception. Uh, start the second half, we got the great turnover. We went for the kill shot again and uh, just was a little bit high. But, uh, you know, I like our aggressiveness in those, in those situations. Speaking of aggressiveness, big fan of the flea flicker. That's always a fun one for uh, those of us watching. Uh, tell, take us through that play a little bit, and then especially using Justin Watson for it, a guy who you know has, has had not gotten a lot of reps as a wide receiver until the end of last year when it was because of injuries and just sort of what you've seen from him. Yeah, Justin's growing and growing as a wide receiver. His confidence is getting bigger and bigger. And, you know, it was a great fake by him on the crack block. And, uh, and uh, Tom was one of those catch no, no threads and throw it out there. Uh, he'd like to have the threads. I think it would have been an easy touchdown. But it was a big completion for us in, in swap field position, set up a score. And just overall, how do you feel about the depth of the wide receiver group as compared to last year? You know, when you are without Chris Godwin and even I I saw that I think Mike needed to take a couple plays off a little bit. And I think that was right around when that flea flicker happened potentially. So um, just how comfortable you feel with this wide receiver group when some of your top guys are out and what they're able to produce? Yeah, last year's injuries, you know, got some guys some chances to play. Jalen Mickens, Cyril Grayson. Uh, Jay Watt, they all got a chance to play last year, and uh, and they came back with more and more confidence. And uh, so, yeah, I like the depth in the room. Hopefully, we'll get Chris back this week and uh, have our starters out there. Yeah, and what what do you miss when Chris is out? What are the biggest things that he brings and that his absence can do to affect this offense? Well, Chris is a ferocious blocker, and uh, he's one of the best blocking receivers in the league, and that sets up a lot of play action. Um, and, and he's got the He's got great hands, you know, so not going to be any drops when it's around Chris. So uh, he just brings a, you know, pro bowl player, and they're they're hard to take out of your offense. And how about the the tight end group? I know there weren't a lot of targets going their way, especially early in the game, and uh, the interception was on a pass to Gronk, and maybe there was one kind of at OJ's feet. Is is there something going on still of of getting Brady on the same page with them, or or how do you feel like you see the tight end group um, potentially getting a little bit more involved in this offense? Um, you know, I've never been a guy that throws the ball to the tight ends a lot. Uh, so we got receivers that, uh, that get paid for that and get paid well. So, uh, 
It, I don't get car- carried away with numbers. It's quality catches for the tight ends. And, uh, and we got a big P.I. to Gronk down the middle uh, on an on attempt. And uh, so, yeah, I, I think that uh, they'll continue to grow. O.J.'s been really, really solid the first two weeks. And uh, he had one drop in this ball game, But, uh, yeah, the tight end room is solid. Casey Phillips here with head coach Bruce Arians. We're talking about that win against the Panthers at home. I did want to touch real quickly on the offensive line and, and their play. Um, you know, obviously that running game got going a lot. Brady, you know, there was only one QB hit, I think, and no sacks. So I wanted to hear your thoughts on their play, and especially as compared to last game. Yeah, I think they bounced back pretty strong. Uh, as a group, uh, they played really, really well. I uh, love the, f- the fourth quarter running, uh, being able to, to go down and get the field goal and then to, b- to break that touchdown run in the, in the four-minute offense. So, yeah, the, I thought the offensive line played extremely well. And then moving on into the defensive side, I mean, I, I got to start with Anton Winfield Jr. Coming in here as a rookie, he had a forced fumble and a sack and I think 11 tackles. And to have this only be his second game and to have had such a weird offseason, missed so many reps. What does this say about him that he's been able to come in and produce so much so quickly? Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a high-quality young man. Uh, came from a great program, and uh, he's got a great bloodline. So you, you would hope that he would be able to do this. But uh, at this high a level, no, I don't think any of us expected this. Uh, but uh, he'll get his first game ball after that game. Oh, that's awesome. I know that's going to be important to him. What were some of the, the plays and the things that you've seen from him, and especially in this last game, that stood out to you and, and show you the kind of player he is? He's an excellent tackler, and, and he diagnoses plays extremely well. Uh, he's a heck of a blitzer, and uh, you know that's a situation that we like to keep him around the, the line of scrimmage. Uh, but, uh, and he can go out and he can cover the third or fourth wideout. So his versatility uh, is what, what's really, really good about him. And then a sentence I feel like I've said a thousand times, Levante David with a forced fumble, another guy that, I mean, man, he just makes that play so often. Uh, t- just take us through that play and, and why that in particular was so impressive, what he was able to do. Yeah, I mean, Levante is such a great tackler. And then when he's there, he's, he's great at stripping the ball. He gets his hand in there. Uh, he, he's a sure tackler. And then he gets the ball out. He, he, fought, he, fought, he forced a fumble and recovered another fumble. And uh, a heck, heck of a game. Yeah, and, and JPP was the one who recovered that forced fumble, and he also had a sack for the second straight game this year. Uh, what have you seen from the way he's been able to be such an impact player so early this year, especially after missing him at the start of the season last year? Yeah, he's, JPP's always full of energy. He plays hard, nonstop, uh, had a great sack. Um, good job picking up the fumble, making a few yards afterwards, and uh Continue pressure from the edge all day long. Casey Phillips here with Bruce Arians. We're finishing up talking about that Panthers win on Sunday, and we've been talking about the defense, and they just made so many big plays, set the offense up for some really easy scores as well. Uh, we had just talked about JPP and the sack he was able to get, and Dominican Sue, two sacks, and, and made a lot of other impact plays as well. Just overall, what was what did you see from his game and, and the, how important it was for him to get some of those sacks after? I know last year we talked about how he didn't get as many sacks, but you always said he's still such an impact player if he's getting sacks as well what is that going to mean well you know they paid so much attention to Shaq and JPP the inside guys had a tremendous game uh Sue left you know two and a half sacks um great hustle play on a screen play running running down McCaffrey the one time and uh and Will Golston our interior line I, I thought played extremely well 
Yeah, and Will Golston is a guy that I feel like, for whatever reason, doesn't always get the get the love, get the attention, get the notoriety. But um, is is this year and maybe even this defense in particular something that suits him well enough that this could really be the year that we see him making some of those big impact plays that he gets the the recognition he deserves? You know, he had a great game last week, and yeah, this defense fits him. Uh, he's he's a four or five technique guy. The long length and uh, and strong, you know, so it's a perfect fit for this defense, and, and he's playing extremely high level every single week. And you mentioned how much attention guys are giving to Shaq and JPP. Um, you know, Shaq hasn't been able to get a sack yet, but I wanted to hear from you as you watch the film and see, know what you guys are asking him to do, how you feel like he's been playing, and if that really is one of the biggest reasons is that they're just they're just giving so much attention to him. He's been really, really close, you know, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he breaks out soon, but uh, he was within about two inches of knocking the ball out down there on the five-yard line uh, when he reached out and just missed it one time. Uh, But he's always humming around the quarterback. They know he's out there, that's for sure. But, you know, the numbers will come. And Jordan Whitehead gets the the first takeaway of the season for the defense, gets himself an interception. Uh, Take us through that play and, and why it was so pivotal and important, especially at that point in the game. Yeah, and we started out slow offensively. We were three and out, and defensively, uh, they marched it down the field on us. And uh, that was one of those windy days where you can't lob a screen pass out there. And we had the screen covered well. I don't know if Teddy was trying to throw it away or not, but uh, it's hung up in the air, and Jordan made a great interception, kind of turned the whole thing around for us. He also I know, had a, a big tackle in the backfield on McCaffrey as well. That um, I just wanted to hear how he has started this season, You know what you've seen overall from, from Jordan Whitehead and, and the kind of player he is. We, we heard all sorts of uh, hype about how he came back in just looking like an action figure. He was so shredded from working out this offseason. How have you seen it translate on the field? Oh, he's played really well. You know, he had one penalty last week, but he bounced back. This might have been his best game ever uh, since we've been here. He was really solid run-in pass. And, uh, you know, the one thing about Jordan, you know, he knows he's going to throw his face in the fan, and he's tough as nails. So I'm really happy to see him get that interception. That's awesome. And McCaffrey, I mean, you guys, again, a couple weeks in a row facing these really tough running backs. You held him to 59 yards on 18 carries. He did have a couple touchdowns. But overall, how did you feel like the defense contained him? I thought pretty solid. You know, he, he got they, they spread us out a lot. Uh, he got some few yards after contacts of four and five yarders. But uh, overall, I thought we handled him pretty well. And Carlton Davis, uh, an interception with, from what I hear, a after dislocating a finger maybe. That has got to get you some extra bonus points if you're going to get an interception after that point. Uh, just continuing to see him have to face, you know, the big wide receivers, make the big plays. Uh, how would you evaluate his play on Sunday and then just so far where he's at as, as compared to where you've wanted him to be this season? Yeah, he's playing good. I mean, uh, you know, I told him you need to break a finger more often. Now you catch better. And uh, that was a heck of an interception playing man-to-man. That doesn't happen very often. And, uh, you know, he's, he's been playing really, really solid. And uh, he, he loves that challenge of taking their best guy and, and go playing. And you mentioned how well the special teams did, and I know that was an area that you had um, not been as pleased with in the first game of the year. Now, you know, stopped their fake punt, had to recover an onside kick, you know, having to kick in a windy day. There, there was a lot of elements going on, and I wanted to hear not only how you felt like they played, but were some of those plays the ones you, you had mentioned how concerned you were about special teams being an area that, lo- that lost a lot of reps in this kind of an off season? that things like practicing onside kicks and stopping fake punts, are those some of the areas that have lost maybe the most type of time to work on in an off season like this one? Yeah, a lot of times you don't get to rep them. You talk about them all the time. Uh, you know, last week we muffed that kickoff after uh, a penalty. And, uh, you know, we, we went back to and talked a lot about special teams winning this ball game for us. And uh, I think we won every phase in special teams. Uh, 
Uh, Bradley Pinion had a great day kicking off like, like he always does, but he also had a great day punting over 42 net, and uh, yeah, we covered well. Great job on the uh, fake punt of stopping them and, and also uh, getting the onside kick back. So, um, yeah, I thought our special teams covered well, protected well. Um, Ryan Suckup did a good job on that, on that uh, go-ahead field goal, and everything looked really good in special teams. Casey Phillips head coach Bruce Arians. We're talking about that upcoming game against the Broncos. We don't know what that Broncos team is going to look like because unfortunately they've just dealt with so many injuries, whether it's before the season started, since the season started. How does that affect you in preparation mode when there are so many unknowns and, and guys being asked to step in? Yeah, it's very, very hard. You know, you you try to study the film, study your one on one matchups, but uh you know, the, the injury bug has hit him really, really hard. And uh, it looks like Jeff Driscoll, who's a very, very good quarterback, a guy that uh, can really run and hurt you with his legs as long as, as with his arm also. He's a veteran guy. So uh, he came in and played really well against Pittsburgh. Then, uh, you know, Von Miller was a big one for him, A.J. Boy. Um, so they've had their rash of injuries. But uh, Vic will have them ready to go. Coach Fangio is a hell of a coach, and, uh, and we, we've got to be ready to roll. And how does the altitude affect things in this game? I mean, I know that that's they're a team that we don't play very often, especially not at their place. You know, that's there's a lot of guys, probably a vast majority of the guys on this team that may not have ever gone to play there yet. So what are the aspects of that, whether it's your game plan or is sports science going to kind of get involved? Overall, how do you prepare for that? Yeah, sports science gives us the best pre- preparation for the for the high altitude and uh, and then just getting ready to play. You know, it's still a football game. Uh, get off the field. Now, altitude won't bother you if you're on defense. Uh, don't give them any long drives. But uh, offensively, it can. When you when you have some long drives, if you, especially receivers, you have to watch your substitutions. And uh, I've been there many, many times. And so it's uh, it does make a difference. It's a home field advantage. And one of the guys that uh, we were talking about how many guys they are missing because of injury, but I know they're tight end Noah Fant. Uh, he's had a, a heck of a start to the season. What have you seen potentially from him and what he can bring? Yeah, a big active guy out of Iowa. You know, got a lot of speed. He's got wide receiver speed playing tight end. And uh, they run so many play action passes. And uh, he does a great job of getting down the field for him. And their offensive line gave up no sacks week one and then I think gave up seven uh, this last Sunday. What does that do in terms of preparing and what you think you might face when there is such a big difference in disparity in some of those numbers and, and what a team has been able to do when it comes to y'all's game plan? Yeah, we'll wait and see who's out there for him, but uh, it really won't change our plan. Uh, we've got to attack and get after the quarterback. For, like we always say, we stop the run, get him in a one-dimensional ball game, and then we'll get him. This is Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians, brought to you by Advent Health. We will be right back with quarterback coach Clyde Christensen, so don't go anywhere. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. Now more with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. We had head coach Bruce Arians with us the first half of the show, and now I am so excited to be joined by quarterback coach Clyde Christensen. Coach, thanks so much for being with me. Good to be with you, Casey. My pleasure. So I feel like, you know, you're one of the guys that I've been most excited to talk about since, you know, really nothing happened for you this, this whole year off season, you know, nothing, nothing major, nothing changed, no big deal. Right. (laughs) There's a, there's some where there's nothing happened, some bad things happen. And there's some like this year where just things are exciting and fun and, uh, and really kind of special off season. So uh, this happened to be one of the last one. This one happened to be a special one. 
I, I can imagine. And we'll get more into uh, some of the, the big overarching stuff about Brady and, and year two for you here and this coaching staff. For now, I wanted to look a little bit about that Panthers win um, and just talk about, you know, that game in particular first. So how did you feel about Brady's play in that win over the Panthers on Sunday? Yeah, number one, it you know the biggest thing we needed we needed a win, and uh, it was a division game at home. Really important to win. Um, so I, you know, I just think he made another step forward, and I don't. I think we're we're um, we're inching toward it. it it's going to be a it's going to be a process to get him comfortable with everything. Missing the off season, you know, mentality wise, you'd almost wish, you wish this was a second preseason game, and now you're you're working out the kinks and you're getting comfortable with things and. And uh, he's figuring out how we do things, and we figure out what he does well. And uh, you, you wish this was the second preseason game, but we don't have that luxury. So I think we're a little bit behind, and uh, it's just it's going to be a process getting him comfortable. He's he's a guy who is trying extremely hard, and uh, but at the end of the day, is still running somebody else's offense. Uh, Coach Arians, Coach Leftwich have been doing this offense a long time. He was in his one offense for twenty years straight and uh so that's that that's tough that's tough on all parties you know that's to it's two great families coming together but there's still just a process that just because all the pieces are good doesn't mean they just blend immediately or easily so uh I think it's going to continue to be a process but what we look for is just do it be better be more comfortable this week than we were last week and I think that we clearly were that and 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 so I thought he played extremely well uh, we had to turn over at the in the third beginning of the third period, which was disappointing. But uh, it was a tough day, quarterback and receiver wise. It was a windy day. I don't know if the fans could see that on TV, but it was it was one of those days that it wasn't real fun being a a quarterback or receiver. That ball was gusting around and blowing around in those gusts, and uh, and he handled it. It's a good time to have, as I told him, it's a good time to have a guy from Foxborough here. That uh, it's probably a nice, pretty day in Foxborough, but for us, it was a little bit on the windy side. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I know there were a few drops. Do you feel like the wind was definitely one of the the biggest? Factors? Oh, I think so. Yeah, those were there. There were some knuckleballs and just caused by the wind that, that you know they, they, it was it was gusting and it was a uh, it was significant. I think uh, I think their quarterback you know it finally caught up with him in the second half and and uh, missed a couple throws that he had made in the first half. And but it, it was a tough day out there, quarterback and receiver wise. Yeah, and there, there were no fans in the first game against New Orleans, no fans at home. And, you know, it's, it's so interesting how much you can hear when that's the case. And, and I just want to hear overall how that affects um, you guys and what you're trying to do, how that affects Brady, how different that is when, I mean, the other team can basically hear all the calls you're making and um, no crowd noise can be a good thing and a bad thing all at the same time. Just overall, all the different ways that no fans and a very quiet atmosphere affects what you guys are doing. Yeah, it really is. It, it, it's weird. And uh, I did the first game from the press box and the second game from the sideline. So I got pro, both perspectives. But, uh, you know, I, you know, I think everyone misses it. There are the, the good news, the, the silver lining of it is the communication's a lot easier where usually you go into the Superdome and you would have had to hand signal everything because no one could hear each other. And uh, we didn't have any of those issues. So it is easier communicating, but it, it's it's just weird. You know, you break a long run and it's just quiet. And I even laugh because I laugh the running backs are kind of looking for someone to celebrate or jump in the stands or throw the ball to. And, uh, and you know, just, you know, you just turn, go back and just play another play. You know, it just, it feels it's a little bit eerie out there. I do think that these guys are pros and they just they just go perform, which I'm always amazed at how they how they're able to adjust and but that's why that's why they are pros and that they 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 get themselves ready to play and and uh and they they can play 
anywhere, anytime, and it amazes me that they can. And I heard one of the Panthers guys who has played against Brady a lot in the past talking about how he's like, man, Brady always seems to know our calls and what we're doing, even when it's loud in there. Now that it's going to be quiet, I can't even imagine, you know, how much this is going to help him. Are there ways that it can help him when he can actually hear all the defensive guys out there trying to make checks and make changes at the line of scrimmage? Oh, I think so. I think the I think the really good ones, you know, that they, even a guy like Brady may, you know, can hear their coaches yelling, you know, from the sideline, and uh, and it's always, you know, but but it also works both ways. That it's a pain in our neck that you know you got to go through the TV copy and see what's kind of out there, you know, that everyone knows this check or that call, and uh, you just kind of now makes you kind of stay on top of your stuff too. So again, it's a little bit of a two edged sword, and and uh, cuts both ways, and in. It's a little bit of a headache, but it's a little bit of an advantage also. So, Yeah, that's an interesting point. We're talking to quarterback coach Clyde Christensen, and um, I, I wanted to hear what had happened on the, the fumble with Rojo in that game in particular. Is that another instance of some of that chemistry stuff that is still being worked out with, with Brady being new here? Yeah, I think that one is just bad ball. I, I, don't, I don't, you know, that that just can't happen. That, that, that That's bad ball. It has to be eliminated and and. And uh, we, you know, we had we had a couple of those, one in the first game and one in the second, and, and it just, you know, that that just has to be eliminated. That had nothing to do with weather or practice or anything else. It's just discipline and making sure that we ensure they get the football quarterback wise, and they got to give us a good pocket to stick that thing in, and and uh, that that just has to be standard operating procedure. And we will not be a good football team until that's completely eliminated. And I saw that you know Lashawn McCoy gets five catches and. I uh, saw that he was definitely a big role in the offense and, you know, Leonard Fournette's getting a couple touchdowns and carries overall, how much has this running game and those three guys in particular, the way that they can be used, how does that help Brady and just overall what you guys are able to do as an offense now that we've gotten to see what those three could potentially look like moving forward? Yeah, I think everyone's excited about it. And again, it's a, it's a growing process that Leonard hasn't been here long and Rojo continues to improve and McCoy shady. We just, just getting to know. So all of those things are just kind of new toys and new pieces that you just kind of you're figuring out how 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 to use them the best but they they have a you know they got a pretty good three you know three punch three different gifts and stuff that they can use and I think it's going to be really fun for Byron and the offensive staff and just to to game plan with cuz they they catch the ball well uh you know and and they were really big in this game. McCoy had a couple third down conversions early in that game where they were dropping into coverage. They were rushing three and dropping eight and you just have to dump the thing underneath and our, and a running back has to go get some of them on his own and and he did that early. I know he was disappointed in the one he dropped late, but he kept us in the he helped us get out to that lead with those third down conversions and then of course Leonard he made a heck of a catch down on the red zone in the in the ship end there and and that was a really impressive play so I just think going forward and in the running game just just the running games everyone talks about it's almost cliche but when you have a Tom Brady that's really important that you got to be able to run the ball that they can't just drop in coverage and play too high week after week after week without getting hurt we have to run the ball make them defend the run and then then the Tom then the Tom Brady element will be really a huge one and we'll get single single coverage on those receivers and now we'll have some fun in Raymond James. I saw that flea flicker to Jay Watt. I always, I'm, I'm a sucker for a flea flicker. Always entertains me. Uh, tell, take us through that play and what worked well yeah. on that and, and how that came about. That was a good one, and uh, I think Tom actually he said, "Man, this is a great flea flicker week." And uh, 
and so we we did get that in late in the week and 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 sure enough it was wide open and you know he he just couldn't find the threads on the thing and sometimes you're trying to get that thing out as quick as you can they're so wide open that you you get anxious and uh and and I wish we could have it should have been a touchdown we could, should have been able to get it out there but I think you're a little bit again cuz it's such a windy day you don't want to put you don't want to loft it out there cuz the air is going the wind's going to mess with it so we tried to drive it a little bit without the threads and uh and we didn't quite get it out where we wanted to but big play nonetheless ended up scoring on the drive and huge play and then it also you know those kind of plays help you just get slower support on the run you know that they're a little more careful knowing that you got those kind of plays in there and to come running up and supporting the run and hitting the backs in the backfield and doing those things so there's a there's a huge benefit to them besides just the the big play that you get at the moment yeah, that's a that's a great point. It brings so much more to the table than than meets the eye originally. Um, and I want to hear how do you feel like the chemistry is, and and how much Brady's on the same page with the tight ends. That we know what a talented group that is, and we know he already has a lot of history with Gronk. But um, in in that game, you know, felt like there weren't a ton of targets towards the tight ends. But you know, the interception was on a throw to Gronk. There was one that, you know, was kind of at OJ's feet. I know OJ also had a drop in there. But just overall, you know, evaluating the way that he's been able to use the tight ends so far and where that can maybe still have some room to grow. They've been they've been really, really good chemistry-wise all camp. Now, you know, Sunday, Sunday, don't forget Gronk had a big pass interference one that, you know, that sometimes those get those get missed that someone asked me about us making big plays. But, you know, there's five or six 25, 30-yard plays that are pass interferences that just – I don't know where they go, but they disappear off the stat sheet, and they are gigantic plays in the game. And uh, and uh, so Gronk did have a big play going up the seam for us. But they've been really good all camp. And there's going to be – we have so many weapons right now that I just think it's going to be one of those those seasons where there's going to be some games where it's the receiver's days, and then it's going to be some days where it's Gronk's day and OJ's day and Cam's day. And, and then there's going to be some days where the backs take it all over and the rest of us are – the rest of them are going to be blocking for them, you know, and that's just going to be their days. So that's when that's when you're good when those when that when that happens and you're not completely dependent on one phase or one position group. Now you got something because you're hard to defend. So I really do think it'll be it'll be one of those seasons that there will be, there will be some games where you know Mike and Mike and Chris are blocking and those running backs are having big days, you know. And you you know the question won't be won't be, you know, how come we didn't get the ball to those guys? It's just, hey, that, that's what balance is. You know, that, that is what balance is. And once you get that, then we've got something. So I think we have a chance to move that direction. I think that was kind of the case Sunday that, uh, you know, that, that the tight ends were blocking and getting the run game going and, and uh, still made their play, still made a couple big plays. All right, well, we have plenty more coming up here with quarterback coach Clyde Christensen on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health, with head coach Bruce Arians and Bucks insider Casey Phillips. All right, welcome back to Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health with quarterback coach Clyde Christensen. Uh, another element of the game that I wanted to talk about, you know, Mike Evans came back and um, seemed to be full strength, almost Mike Evans. You know, I mean, there was a 50-yard pass, there was a touchdown to him. He ended up with over 100 yards in the game. Um, what does he bring to a guy like Brady and, and this offense overall, and just how, how important was it to get him back a little bit more healthy and, and full strength? Yeah, it's really key. He's special. I think the good news for Bucks fans is I still don't think we've seen how good he really can be. And I think this tandem is going to really have a big year. And 
they've been just same thing, just kind of figuring each other out for the camp. But, but uh, I think I think I, you know Tom. There's very few days go by that he isn't talking about how excited he is about his receivers and. You know, I just think, he, you know, it's been a while since Randy Moss and maybe had premier guys up there in New England. And, and so he, he, he talks about it all the time. Just having those guys is, is just fun. You know, the first one he threw to him, you know, he's really kind of covered like a blanket. And Tom makes a good throw on the back shoulder and he adjusts to it and catches it, gets it in the end zone. And uh, I think there's just, you know, that once you get a guy like that who you just have complete confidence that you get one-on-one coverage, he's going to get open one way or the other, or even if he's covered, he's, you can still throw that thing out there with confidence that he's going to make a play on it. And, and uh, so that's what he brings. And, and so it was, it was great getting him going. And, and I think the best is still ahead for him. I think these guys are going to get better and better and better as this year goes on. I think the whole team and unit and that combination, we're just going to kind of see steady rise. You know, I don't know that we'll play our best football till, till, you know, we get deeper into this season. So, and I think the same for those two guys, but uh, but but Tom 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 talks about that all the time in the quarterback meetings. You know, you just watch practice, and those guys are making their one-handed catches, and you know, and and you know, for a quarterback, that that's that that that's pretty sweet stuff. Yeah, and one of uh, so Mike's touchdown was right after that fumble recovery, and you know, that first play after a turnover. Um, what is the key to making sure as an offense that you guys actually capitalize on those turnovers? I know how much a turnover, regardless helps you guys, but what, what tends to be the difference in when you kind of leave those points on the board versus when you're able to convert? Yeah. I'm not sure if, you know, if I knew it, we wouldn't, we, we, we would convert them all, but uh, we had the one in the third quarter. We had a chance to really put them away. They fumbled coming out of after halftime and then we threw an interception back to them. So, you know, we had a couple that we did convert, which gave us a big lead and, you know, just gets the, you know, it gets the juices flowing. It gets the bench excited. It, you know, it gets everyone just has a confidence and a swagger that, you know, and then to play with a lead is a lot more fun for the defense, et cetera. So I think, again, it's multifaceted how important that is. The key to doing it, I don't know what the key to doing it is, you know, like because you try and score every time you're down in there. But but uh, I do I do think you feel like you have them on their heels a little bit because all of a sudden the defense gets the call. Hey, you guys are back out there. And so you do try and do something usually aggressive just before they can get their feet underneath them. They weren't, it's not like, you know, a punt where they're prepared and Hey, we go on, a, you know, it's one of those quick changes. They, they have to sprint onto the field and, and all of a sudden the offense is back on top of them. And, and uh, so, so I do think you try and be a little bit aggressive and, and uh, just knowing that you have them on their heels a little bit. And how about the offensive line play? I know that um, there were, you know, a few, a few issues. Coach Arians was, was pretty vocal about, some of those areas they wanted to see improved after the New Orleans game. And then now, you know, only one QB hit, no sacks. Uh, how did you feel like they were able to protect Brady? And, and how did he feel about the way that that was able to improve? Yeah, I just graded the film. And I think we were in the third quarter before anyone touched him. So that, that's that's really good news for for uh, quarterbacks and especially for for Tom, you know, who, you know, that, that if he gets comfortable back there, then, then we all know how dangerous he is. So that's really important. They played, they, they really played well. They really protected extremely well. And, and, uh, it was really key. Um, so I think, again, I think they're, they're going to get better and better. They were banged up a little bit. We've missing, been missing some pieces. We got a rookie right tackle who's been unbelievably impressive, but I would believe is going to get better and better as this year goes on. And if we can keep them together, then I think that's really going to be a, a really fine line before the season's out. And uh, we just, the key would be just like everything else. Let's see if we can keep all five of them playing together, keep the continuity of that. And uh, I think we'll have something. 
I want to hear for you. Um, we're talking to quarterback coach Clyde Christensen. When you found out that Brady was coming here and your yeah. initial reactions to that for you, I mean, you personally have to have been one of the people that was, was most excited about this uh, compared to anybody, I feel like. Oh, uh, yeah, I was extremely excited. I really felt like the thing was going to happen. And it, it was it was it was odd a little bit that we do our free agency work and we were still in the office. It was before we, you know, got evacuated with the COVID. But but, uh, you know, I just do all the free agent quarterbacks and they go alphabetical. So Brady and Breeze were the first two guys, you know, which, you know, been doing free agents for a lot of years. And Brady has never shown up on your free agent list. So you know, I said, well, I guess I just, you know, I do this, you know, just like you do them all the time. So I, I actually did four years of all his throws and walked straight down to Coach Arian's office. And I go, well, you know, why, why wouldn't we make a run at this guy? This guy is playing good football. I don't see any drop off whatsoever, which I would still stand by that statement. And, uh, and, uh, and he's awful special and he's kind of, he, you know, I think he'd be a great fit in Florida in Tampa and, uh, and, uh, and get people excited. And, and, uh, so, so I kind of, that, that was the beginning of it, just doing them like any other free agent. And, you know, it was, it was all, it was always kind of weird. You, you're, you're filling out your form, you know, do you think he's a leader? Yeah. You know, I, I believe he's a leader, you know, and, you know, do you think he's a starting quarterback in the league? Yeah, I do. I think he's a starting quarter, you know, and so you have the kind of generic questions on the form and, uh, you know, I, 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 I tease it. I thought it was, a. Uh, one of those shows where they're filming you as you, you know, cause I'm kind of looking at like, like, you know, is he a leader? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, so it, I thought it was a joke at first, but it, it, um, you know, and then, then I think, you know, I think, I don't know how long passed, but Bruce came back down and said, you know, Hey, you know, I, you know, we maybe make a run at this thing, see what happens. So I, I just kind of thought the excitement built. I, I thought he'd be excited about it just, just cause of the receiving core we had and stuff. And, Everyone felt like he was going to go back to New England. I, I kind of didn't feel like he was, and uh, so so I got more and more and more excited. And that you know the hard the hard thing the hard thing Casey was like you know like the whole off season I'm going hey I'm coaching Tom Brady, and guess what I can't call him I can't talk any football with him I can't barely meet him I shook his hand and said hello and that was about it and and. And so you're you're going like this, this should be the greatest a great off season where you get a chance to just pick his brain and learn and teach and work and and uh, and instead you know it was a a couple phone calls and a, a couple Zoom meetings and and uh, so it was kind of a frustration in a lot of ways for me that way I think the other lighter hearted sort of lighter hearted kind of half truth half half light hearted was you know that you know all those years in Indy you know you just kind of I thought that you know everything that came out of New England was dark, you know, and uh, you know I, I had painted a mental picture of uh, you know Darth Vader and his crew up there, and uh, and then you meet him, and he's about as nice a guy as you could possibly meet. So so I had to change some paradigms and shift some things and uh, unbrainwash all my grandkids and kids. You know, they they when I called and I said, hey, there's a chance we're going to be picking up Brady, and they go, what? You know. And uh, my grandkids are going, why would we pick up someone from New England? You know, and, you know, we, we hate New England. And uh, I go, well, we kind of, we hate New England, but there's some good people up there, you know. So we had to kind of soften the rhetoric and the, the family rhetoric toward uh, New England and all New England brings. So, uh, so there was a funny side to it, too, that we're, we're still working through. I, I haven't, I mean, it'll, it'll, be a, it'll be a victory when I get my grandson in a, in a Brady jersey. So that, 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 that'll happen, but it'll be a, it's going to be a process to do that. It's going to, we're going to have to, 
I think I did too good a job of brainwashing them all these years. Yeah, they're like, grandpa's a traitor. That's so funny. I love that. Um, so, I mean, you obviously knew a lot about Tom Brady, but as you talked about, there's there's plenty that you didn't know from afar. What are the biggest things that you have learned about him now seeing him up close now that, as you said, you didn't get to do that in the off season, but now that it's at least been a little bit of the time during the season, what are the things that you've learned about why he is who he is? Yeah, the interesting thing, I'll, I'll regress a little bit and just say, I'd never met him before. We'd played him all those times in Indy in the playoffs and championship games. And, and I, I tease now, like he'd always do, you know, I'd always go, Hey, I think I'm going to introduce myself, at least say hi to him, which is general operating procedure around the NFL, you know, that you'd meet the other quarterbacks or the, their other quarterback coach. But New England was just a different animal. And he'd always run his little thing and he'd, he'd come running right in front of me, but he always looked so angry that I, I said, I'm not going to bother him. You know, he was, you know, so I always tease. And I said, why, why'd you look so angry? Like, you know, I always was going to introduce myself and then you just always look so mad. And, uh, and so he'll, 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 he gets a kick out of that, but I, I had never met him before. So that was really interesting and unique. And, uh, but um, it's been, it's been really delightful and really a pleasure, really fine human, not just a football player, but a fine human being and a good man, a good father, a good husband, uh, a good son, you know, that, that I, I admire a lot about him, a great worker, the football, you know, doesn't need, need me to add to it. Everyone knows what he is a football player, but, uh, you know, he, I think just those great ones have just a certain drivenness and a, uh, that they have an ability to will things into being like they can will the team to being better. They can will meetings into being better. They can will a play into working better than maybe it has been. They just, they just have that ability and uh, just how they see things, how they perceive things. I think, I think with Tom, the thing that just, you know, I was amazed at, not surprised, but amazed that was, you know, I think he, he moved here in about a week. I mean, he came to work, you know, he rented a house, he got his family here and he was out throwing the ball around with those receivers on his own almost immediately. Like, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, there, there was no question. Hey, I, you know, I got a new job to do. Let's go get it done. And and uh, and just how he incorporates people. I think just an elite leader, and uh, just how he rallies people, and how people respond to him. Which again is no surprise to anybody, but to see it firsthand, and just to see him, and see how our guys responded to him, is pretty is pretty neat. You know, it's a it's a um, it's an interesting thing. You know, you're off season, you're on vacation, you got the COVID, you got all those things, but you, you still, if you're a young receiver and Tom Brady says, Hey, why don't we get together and throw, you know, you, you, it's probably hard to say, well, you know, I was going to go to the beach today. You know, the, the, it's hard to say that to Tom Brady. So they they bring a respect level that makes things better immediately, but then it almost switches over to, Hey, the, you know, if, the, if this guy's working like that, I want to work like that, you know, and then all of a sudden it just gains momentum. And I think that, uh, that's been the case with us and with our offensive unit, just that, that he's, he's really commanded such a great respect, not commanded it, but earned just a, such a great respect by how he works, how he treats people. He's extremely, extremely positive and, uh, and encouraging and coaching in his way and bringing people along. And uh, Peyton had that same gift and ability that he, he'd made receivers better. He could take a rookie receiver and, and just bring them along faster than even maybe we can as coaches. And, uh, you know, some cause of time, you know, that, that just like this year and the way the rules have gone, that, that, that you can't coach these guys much in the off season. So having a great leader at quarterback has a premium on it right now because they can rally the troops and, you know, and 
and and and get some practice in where where coaches just can't spend any time with them. So there was a there was a, that, that was huge for us this off season. I or I think we'd be further behind, way further behind, if he wasn't able to do that. That is an incredible point. All right, well, we still have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access with quarterback coach Clyde Christensen, brought to you by Advent Health. We'll be right back. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians now continues, brought to you by Advent Health. Welcome back to our final segment of Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Advent Health with quarterback coach Clyde Christensen, who's been giving us some amazing insight into what Brady has brought uh, on the field, off the field. And I wanted to hear about how you feel the chemistry is going with him and his wide receivers, tight ends in that process. What are the things that you've seen already grow and what maybe still needs some time to grow? Just how, how challenging it can be to bring in a new quarterback, even if he's Tom Brady, in a year like this one. Yeah, unbelievably challenging. I think, you know, every fan, every person would, uh, you know, we all are, are wired that, you know, you want something to happen faster than it usually happens, right? We all want everything to happen yesterday for us and it never does and I think this will be the case also here that you you just think because all the pieces are special that it'll just become special immediately and that's just not how it works so it's going to be a process I think the encouraging thing for for me and for us as an organization is just you watch practice and there's just stretches where the ball is not on the ground and the receivers are doing their deal and and the tight ends are doing their deal, and the running backs, you know, and it just, you go, wow, this could really be something here. So, but, you know, as typical with football, it never goes quite the way you want. It never goes quite as quick. But I, I do think if we'll just stay the course and be patient and, you know, half, half the league will implode and won't be patient and just blow themselves up because they can't get out of their own way and uh, getting frustrated and things not happening as fast as they think. But I think if we'll be patient and we just keep staying the course and just keep progressing. And, uh, you know, I think any time, you know, we lived it, Bruce's BAs lived it with, with several really franchise special quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks, and I've had a couple opportunities myself. And, you know, that it's it's a moving together. You know, I always, you know, that that, that – Tom moves toward us and we move toward him and and it, and it, and at some point it becomes our offense. I think it's still pieces of it's still kind of our offense and a couple pieces of his and 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 that's going to take a while to work out. Like that's just, you know, I I said earlier that it's it's two really great families but you try and merge them and it still is it still is you know, learning to share, learning what's, you know, learning how this thing works, learning about each other. And, uh, and losing the off season was a big hit. Losing, losing the preseason games was a big hit. Cause that, that's, that's a, you know, that's probably 1500 snaps. We came up short on and four game situations where we could have, you know, that, 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 that which you can't, you can't worry about cause it, it, you know, it's gone, but, but for the teams that, had a new quarterback, you know, it was extremely hard off season to get everybody on the same page and you're, and we're way behind snaps wise. And, and, uh, we just got to be patient and we'll get there. We'll get there. You know, I, I believe we'll get there and, and everything says that, and you do see just some plays and some stretches of practice that I wish everyone could see, but where you go, wow, if, if we do start hitting on all cylinders, this could be, this, this could be pretty good stuff. So, uh, I, I do think that's coming. I think we're just going to have to exercise some patience and not press and uh, start forcing things. And then all of a sudden, you know, it, it'll, we'll, we'll be like half the teams in the league and 
kill ourselves. So we, 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 we won't do that. We can't let that happen. And, uh, and I don't think we will let that happen. Too many experienced people, too many, Tom's too, too much of a team guy. Tom, Tom, Tom's too much of a team guy. He, he won't allow it to happen. And, and Bruce, the same thing that we just have a good situation here in Tampa. I think, I think everyone in the, in the area can kind of sense that, you know, that it's, it's a, it's a good chemistry, but I do think I, I would, I would encourage patience and, and understanding that, uh, you know, it can only go so fast. You just have to get time on task and reps under our belt and, and, uh, and then it'll, it's going to happen. And then you, you mentioned the merging of the families, essentially. I wanted to hear how you feel like it has gone with him and especially Byron Leftwich that, you know, them playing quarterback is the same time as each other in the league. That's sort of an interesting QB OC. Yeah, I think, I think it's, I think it's, I think they, 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 you know, they're both really, really great human beings, which isn't a given in this league, right? There's an awful lot of ego quarterbacks and there's an awful lot of ego coaches in this league where, you know, you, you see it, you right. You probably can open a paper any day and you see it colliding and uh, we're fortunate. We don't have that. We have, those are two great human beings and, uh, and great at what they do. So it's going to happen. I think it's happening really well. I would say this, that, you know, that Byron's kind of been one offense and Brady's been one offense. And, and, uh, so it, it, it will, it will take some, it is going to take some time. Just like I've been kind of preaching through the, throughout this segment here that it, it's going to take time, but it's going to happen because those are, because they're, because they're really good men and really great professionals. And, uh, so they meet all the time. They're working through it. The more they meet, the better off we're going to be. And, and they just keep talking through it. And, and, uh, you know, and that and that's that's the fun part of this game. That's that's the fun way. That's 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 what you love about having a a man in or Brady. They you know they see this game special. They're special. You know they see it. So you you really do want to get an understanding of how they see the game and and uh, because it is unique and and you know when you sign up, I've I've said this to you before that you know that I enjoy coaching thoroughbreds, but you know with the full knowledge that you're probably going to get. You know you could work at the at the show at the circus or something and, you know, not get bit and not get kicked, but you, you choose to work with thoroughbreds. You're going to, you're going to get bit and kicked a couple of times. And, uh, they, you know, they're, they're strong willed, but that, that's, that's, that's what, what you signed up for. That's what I want to do. That's what, that's what you want. And, uh, and then once you get them to the track, man, they run and they do their deal and then it's, it's, it's good stuff. And, uh, that's what I, I really enjoy it. And, and that's why this process is fun for me as a coach. It's painful, but it's fun. Thank you so much for joining us, Coach Christensen. This has been amazing and so fun to get to hear uh, everything that you guys are working on and what a cool experience this has gotten to be for you. Um, so thank you again for joining us. This has been wonderful. Thanks to all of you guys for listening. This has been Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians and quarterback coach Clyde Christensen brought to you by Advent Health. We'll see you next week. This is the Buccaneers Radio Network. Buccaneers Total Access with head coach Bruce Arians has been brought to you by Advent Health with award-winning care and a network of convenient locations. Advent Health is here to help you feel whole. Learn more at yourcareyournetwork.com. This is Tampa Bay Sports Radio. 95.3 WDAE and AM 620 St. Petersburg. Home of the best box coverage.